Hello, everybody. I was trying to do like um, Good Morning Vietnam, but that it was just not even close. So I'm <laughs> not even going to try. Uh, it's Arlen, and I am really happy to be here. Thanks for listening. Thanks to everyone who signed up again. And um, let's keep it going. Really excited about this. I don't know if I'll stop being excited about it. We'll see. Uh, but so far, it's really fun. Okay, so I want to talk about Gimlet and Spotify and Anchor. I I don't know what I was going to talk about. I don't have a script or even any notes, but I was thinking, why not talk about it since I've been asked about it a lot in the last week or two. Um, a few days ago, it was announced that, that Spotify, the multi-billion dollar uh, music streaming service was purchasing Gimlet for approximately $230 million and Anchor for some smaller amount that uh, I don't think they mentioned. And because I was featured on the Gimlet podcast in spring of 2018 on their startup series, which was their flagship series, um, People, I think because of that and because of just, you know, it being interesting news that people have been asking me quite a bit about what my opinion is. And I asked everybody else what their opinion is online because I thought um, it's really cool. It's a really cool story. So just as context, uh, as I mentioned, I was I was uh, the featured subject, I guess you could say, of that season. I think it was season seven or season six. I still can't figure out exactly which season it was but they did six episodes that were narrative and then we did an extra episode that was uh, the host and I having like a wrap-up uh, uh, moratorium moratorium is that the word someone help me this is how I'll know you listened because you'll help me with this word and in addition to that just as a side note we at Backstage Capital had our own reaction episodes. So this would come out on a Friday, early morning Friday, and we would have a reaction episode up by Saturday or Sunday, Monday at the latest. And it was me, Christy, and Brian from the Backstage team. And I would get to kind of say my piece about what they got right and what they got wrong and... Um, really just react to being profiled in such a intimate and detailed way. Gimlet, the team that was producing that series uh, and my part of that series, followed me from October until April, I believe. So seven solid months of a shotgun mic in my vicinity and being asked questions and I would I would have someone follow me f several times it wasn't like 24 hours a day it wasn't like reality tv but it was quite often someone would be with me and then I would go into Gimlet's office maybe two or three times and sit down for a few hours and, and answer questions on uh, on mic in their professional studios and then they we would do phone calls sometimes and uh, we introduced uh, them to Zencaster, or at least our host to, to Zencaster. And um, I think there are people screaming at each other outside of my hotel room. So, yeah. 
It's friendly screaming. They're having a good one and they're saying thank you, so hopefully they're all going back to their rooms. I'm not going to cut that. This is real life, y'all. So um, anyway, so we would do all sorts of talking for these seven months. In addition to talking to me, they interviewed almost everyone on backstage team, which was quite a few people. And then they interviewed, they, they gave me a list at one point, and it was more than 100 people that they interviewed that were people in my life. So friends, family, um, people I hadn't talked to in years, old roommates. Uh, Shana made the cut, who I used to be, she used to be my roommate years and years ago in San Diego. And then they would talk to people I hadn't talked to in 10, 15 years or five years. And I was, I just didn't understand or quite know what to expect when it came out because I thought, oh, I'm going to hear from all of these people from the past and it's going to be so weird. Um, and it ended up being okay because they didn't really talk to a ton of people for the past and there wasn't a lot of gotchas but uh i still want to hear that i want to hear that that uh audio there's hundreds and hundreds of hours of audio of people they've interviewed they interviewed a lot of our founders and our portfolio so i want to hear that too i think actually that gimlet could start an entire they could have an entire like cutting room floor edition or they could give it to me and i'll create it just a little hint so um the experience was was really interesting there were some good good times and some bad times and i we talk about that in the reaction uh, uh episodes and and with retrospect with 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 nearly a year uh behind me i i think i appreciate it more than i used to I was really kind of raw from it. It was really personal, and it was me, and it was my name on the line. And I think some of the things that they got wrong in their research, uh, I took very personally and very close to the heart. But with a little bit of space and time, I've gotten better with it. And also, m many people have told me that that's where they found me, or that's or they already knew me, and that, that kind of let them know me even better. And... Um, inspired them in some way and so I can't be mad at that so that's the background on, on Gimlet and there's plenty more and Amy was the host and um and um she's great I, I really like Amy and I think she's cool and I, I met Alex and I met Matt the two co-founders at once and uh so I have that kind of unique perspective of Gimlet from the inside. I, I got to visit a few times and meet a few of the producers and everyone seemed really nice and really happy to be there. Um, and then I think, you know, Gimlet itself has done such an interesting job of get peek, letting you peek behind the curtain. But um, I, when I take myself away from it, I just think about um, what that might have looked like. So if, you, if you've listened to their first season of Startup, where they tell you in a metaphorum how they came to be, you know that they had a hard time pitching, especially Alex at the beginning had a hard time pitching the idea, wasn't very good at pitching. Uh, he had come from this American life and he wasn't a, a full-on entrepreneur as I understood it. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but it seemed like that. And so his first few meetings were kind of crap, but then things turned around. Eventually, he got Chris Saka to invest, and Chris Saka is an, an investor in Backstage. Um, so I know what it's like to be grilled by him. And um, and then the rest is history. They went on to raise 
uh, quite a bit of money at a, um, I mean, 10 or 20, 10 or 20 million dollars, at least, I think, uh, over the over a couple of rounds, including from uh, Lorraine Powell Jobs and, and um, cross culture ventures, which which uh, are friends of ours. And they kind of laid it out for everybody. They said what they wanted to accomplish. They wanted to have really compelling content, which I think they accomplished. Um, and and um, and they talked about if you listen to to Recode the podcast, Kara Swisher interviewed the two co-founders just hours after it was announced, and they actually broke the story before it was announced. So go back and look that up on some on whatever. You know, you use it up on on uh, Spotify or Stitcher or Apple, whatever. And um, it's really it's like twenty minutes or so. And it wasn't Kara who actually did the interview. It was uh, Peter Kafka who interviewed. But listen to the interview, and um, and they kind of take you through what it felt like. And and uh, you know, they are very wealthy, two very wealthy men right now. And I would love to to learn more about how the structure was of that deal. Two hundred thirty million. I think they probably raised. I think it said something on a seventy million dollar valuation. So you can imagine that um, the latest investors got paid first. If there were still any notes out, they were paid as well on some sort of uh, with some sort of interest or multiple. And there was $250,000 that was crowdfunded very early in the process. And, and apparently those investors got a healthy uh, return. You know, it could have been anything from 2x to 10x. We don't know. But um, that's really cool. And um, and then and then the, the kind of middle and, and earlier investors would then get their piece. And, and depending on uh, their structure... We we'll, we'll never know unless we're privy to some inf- inside information. We'll never know what the real deal was, but you can imagine that Alex and Matt each pocketed tens of millions of dollars. Um, I think that's pretty reasonable. You can guess at what sort of uh, uh, equity they had left, and I think even in their first few episodes, they let us know kind of how much equity they started with. So. Um, even if they even if they had forty percent combined of equity in the company, that's them sharing um, something like eighty to a hundred uh, eighty to a hundred million. I'm just making up these numbers because we'll never know. But this is what I can guess when I'm thinking about it. I think uh, beyond the money, which is really interesting itself, but beyond the money, um, now. They get to have access to all of Spotify's resources. They're they're never going to have to worry about uh, not having an audience. There are t- tens of millions of listeners on Spotca- uh, Spotify, and now they are being matched with all of this really nice content. Um, I think it's cool. I know some people thought it was not a cool thing, like they sold too early or something. But man, <sighs> um, it's we're not in their shoes, and and people who are not CEOs or co-founders of companies sometimes, um, and even those who are, 
of earlier stage companies sometimes don't haven't gotten to the point yet where they've had to face a really big decision. And so um, they may not they may not um, understand the importance of having a, having a soft landing for all of the stakeholders. That's the, the, the co-founders, that's the, the, the employees, which I th- dozens of employees in New York and, and elsewhere, that is also the listeners, the people who want to hear these, these stories continue and don't want these, um, this company to go under and, and kind of their, the narratives uh, end prematurely. And then you have uh, investors who put money in, who need them to to move and do something, and um, and Spotify itself is a stakeholder in this because uh, they need to do something to, so that they don't stay flat or or um, kind of not keep up with with the changing tides of audio. So I think it's a good deal. I hope that. Gimlet, just like I said, while it was happening, I hope that they continue to do as much research as they can on when they're when they're profiling uh, nonfiction, because I found um, when I when I had the biggest worries and trouble with the process was when I was listening back to when I was hearing for the first time an episode when everyone else was hearing it, and I was just hearing some untrue, unfactual. Uh, information about venture capital itself, how it's how it's done, because these are journalists and creatives, and they're not venture capitalists. So they, um, it, you can't learn everything. And I, I had it took me years to even know, know the, the what I know, but I think um, you know we, there were definitely kind of arguments about that from my side, which was. Wow, you know, you, you have to be a little bit more level set in order to tell my story. And then I'm, I don't mince words on the on the replies and in the, that seventh episode. I also, oh, they're back. There's children involved now. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Let's wait. I'll come back. Oh, yeah, that's great. That's what you want. That's what you want outside your door. It's a lot of joy. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't mince words when I say that there also was bias on the part of Amy, on the writers and the producers. It was very diverse, by the way, very diverse team. It wasn't like it was, um, you know, this a jury of, it was a jury of not my peers. It was a diverse team, but ultimately um, there was some bias from, from, that I felt, in my opinion. And there also, and it was some, um, it's not the kind of bias that you're like angry at the person because they are nev- they'll never change and they're, they're being mean to you. It's the kind of bias where it was like, uh, a bit of ignorance and you, they don't know they're coming across this way and and you hope that they hear you and and believe you when you say it and I, I found that to be the case um, that they did believe but you know the the episodes are what they are so uh yeah I don't know if that was helpful or interesting at all I have no idea but 
you know, tomorrow's another day if it wasn't. If you didn't like this one, if this was too long, or if if it wasn't of interest to you, there there will be more, believe me. And um, uh, happy to take your questions. Leave an anonymous question or one with your name if you want me to answer anything. Or you can get in touch with me on uh, Twitter or Instagram, on DM, or on th- on just out loud and just ask me a question. I'll, I'll try to address it. And, uh, yeah, I think... I think that's it. I'm going to, just so you know, just kind of wrap everything up. I'm going to attempt to have shorter episodes uh, for the most part. I don't, it's going to be whatever it is uh, on any given day, but I will have some that are two minutes, six minutes, just to, uh, just because not everybody has a chance to listen to a 20 minute uh, stream of consciousness (laughs) from me. And, um, We'll mix it up a little bit. All right. Thanks for listening.